Praise God. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. No strings attached, nobody bound up by anything, amen, other than our own self. Praise God. Good to see you. Amen. Glad to see you. Uh, Sister Debbie, I'm glad you made it. Amen. No, it's kind of a big deal. We've prayed for you. We've prayed for Ronnie. Amen. I know you want to be here, and we are glad you are here. Brother Thompson, so glad to see you. I was right over here, right over here, and Brother Thompson came in. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my mind, I said, oh, my gosh, Brother Thompson. And about three people said the exact same thing that I was thinking. Oh, my goodness, that's Brother Thompson. Hallelujah. So you ought to know how you're felt. People feel about you around here, just for you, okay? Praise God. Glad to see you. Every single one of you are, are very important. You are important to us. You are part of the great kingdom of God. And Chuck, amen, you may be the only guest here. Amen. Glad you're here. Praise God. Make yourself at home. Hallelujah. Here at Christian Revival Center. <clears throat> and all the rest of you, glad that you're here. Praise God. The, the book of Psalms, chapter 92 I know if you have your Bible, you can turn there. If you don't, just look up here, amen, on the screen, and we'll just help you out all that we can. Psalms 92, verse number 10, amen, is just a really, really uh, uplifting uh, passage of Scripture for me right here. Amen. It promises me victory and deliverance and help. Amen. As soon as y'all get that up there, they are working feverishly back there to get that up on that screen. And I uh, hope you catch up with me. Psalms 92 and verse 10. This is David. Amen. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. Now, a horn represents power, just in case you don't know. Okay, I'll interrupt myself. Power and authority. Amen. A horn. Amen. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Verse 11. Mine eye also shall see my desire on mine enemies. What do you want your enemies? Leave me alone sometimes. That's my desire. All right. Amen. And mine ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. Verse 12. The righteous shall flourish. Here's our blessing, folks. Just do right. Do the best you can. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord. Come on, everybody say the house of the Lord. Plant yourself in the house of God. That's been established in the world. All you folks that are watching from home, God bless you. I love you. Amen. Thank God for live stream. You are welcome here. Amen. But it is so established throughout the old, all the way through to the very end of the New Testament. Amen. That gathering together, you got to get this. I'm not going to be mean and ugly with you. I'm just going to be truthful and straightforward with you. Amen. We, you need to plant your feet in the house of the Lord. Amen. Sure, we've had some good excuses. Sure, we have good re I'm preaching already before I'm done with my text. Amen. That's the kind of anointing is up here. God's going to meet some needs right now. If you're justifying yourself for any reason just to lay out and stay out, listen, we do have good reasons. But some reasons are not very good, all right? Amen. Plant. Amen. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. I don't know how you're taking this. Amen. And I'm not a judgmental preacher. I'm a faith preacher. But if you don't come to the house of the Lord, you just miss some great promised blessings of God. 
Hallelujah. Now, we got that done. Praise God. Look over and smile at somebody. Amen. God bless you again. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. He's talking about the anointing here. My text comes right out of that very first uh, verse here, the, the, the 10th verse, rather. I Listen, he's making a proclamation. I believe that God gives us authority when we come into the church. We really come into the church, not just join. Okay, you don't join God's church. Somebody said, come join. No, no. You are born into God's church. That's what Jesus was talking about to Nicodemus. You must be born again of water and of spirit or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I hope we get a hold of that with a double-handed grip and understand this, okay? Amen. Then we can proclaim some things. And David, amen, said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. That's something to look into right here. To anoint. It simply means throughout the Bible, it means to consecrate, to set apart as holy, to make sacred for religious use, to give up to a purpose or to devote. <clears throat> In other words, we're serious about this matter. Amen. I, and I think I brought this out. It's just a new revelation to me. I don't go into the Greek and the Hebrew that much, but once in a while I come across something. In 1 John, on in the New Testament, the second chapter in verse 27, watch what's this. And it uses the word anoint, but it uses, and it has a whole different definition. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. Hallelujah. And ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, hold mouthful right there. I understand that. <clears throat> Maybe I can get back on that just a moment and just explain a couple things here. Anoint here means something totally different. Pentecostals, get ready. I'm going to preach to us. I don't know how you're going to receive this. You may shout. You may weep. You may repent. Uh, you may just ignore it. I don't know how. You, it's just up to you and God, all right? Anoint here means to forgive, to pardon, and to spare. There's a part of us in our human nature, if I ever get the victory over something, if I ever get victory over something, then I have very little patience with the guy or the person that's down here that doesn't have victory over that yet. Can I, can I ring somebody's bell and get, get on your street here just a little while? Amen. Listen, I, I, I think I'm getting some nods and some amens here. We cannot allow that to happen. How do you, how do you stop doing that? How do you, you get some fresh anointing. We've been anointed, we feel the anointing, we get the goosebumps, but we need fresh anointing. Let me just back up on this scripture just a little bit. And you need not that any man teach you. Let me, let me tell you what this is about. This is not like teaching that we're getting right here right now. It would contradict the rest of the Bible. whole Bible is about teaching and training and studying. Study to show thyself approved, Paul said. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing. So, so studying and teaching and learning is that Jesus was called the teacher, the great teacher. Paul did some teaching. All right, so, so it's not talking about that. It is talking about what the, what the anointing will teach us. 
Let me give you a couple examples real quick, and I'm sidetracking here, Pastor, but, but let me give you a couple examples. Many, many years ago, before my time, back in the Brush Arbor days, when the Methodists were getting the Holy Ghost, and, the, and some Baptists were coming down to the little Pentecostal Brush Arbor meeting, like my mom and dad. My dad was a good, ba- well, he wasn't a good Baptist. He was, he, uh, he, you don't have to be much to be a Baptist, all right? Not knocking the Baptists, love all the Baptists, but you accept Christ as your personal Savior, and you don't have to think about it anymore. That's a powerful, famous doctrine out there, which is a lie, okay? They found themselves in a little Pentecostal church in the sawdust seeking that born-again experience where people talk in tongues as the Spirit gives them the utterance. Hallelujah. And when they did that, amen, they followed the man with the keys, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of their sins. Immediately, let me tell you what the Spirit, let me talk about some teaching, Brother Young. Amen, you did some of it this morning. But let me tell you what the Spirit did. Immediately, my dad was convicted over smoking tobacco. Everybody smoked in the 40s, 50s, maybe even on before that. And in the 50s, remember the photos? Amen, you, you, had to, you could look real cool if you had a cigarette in your mouth or at least in your hand. My uncles, aunts, parents. Now, my mom never smoked, but you had to really cool if you had a cigarette in you. It was popular. Amen. But the Pentecostals, the Holy Ghost, the born again when it wasn't popular. Immediately, Sister Carol, conviction over drinking alcohol and over smoking cigarettes. And, over, you know, all of this and many, many of these little petty things that people just kind of, hey, no big deal. That's you. you know, but they got convicted over it, personal conviction. What was happening? That teach, you don't need somebody to teach you about that. That's what he's talking about right here. Not doctrinal stuff, not Jesus' name baptism, not the born-again experience. In there. They had that, and that's what brought on the teacher, the real teacher, the number one teacher. It's called convictions. Amen. And that's, that, the kids, that, that take care of that a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. All kinds of things. The, the, the revelation of the one true God. They wasn't educated. They didn't have their degrees. They certainly didn't know about Greek and Hebrew. I read books on understanding the Trinity. I've literally read books this thick, amen, and got tangled up and had to go to the dictionary to find out the, the meaning of words. And, and, and at the end, they tell you that nobody can understand it. You just have to take it by faith. They confess they didn't even understand it. I'm like, what did I, what did I spend all that time studying and reading about a three-headed God system? That was given to us. It didn't happen till around the fourth century. All the apostles was dead and gone. Not one of them, not one prophet, not one apostle ever mentioned the word three or persons in a God. It never. Amen. The, listen, the Catholic Church gave us that. Every, everybody that came out of the Catholic Church, for whatever reason, was good reasons, but they continued to believe that. Now you're a cult if you don't believe it. Somebody asked me, said, do you believe in the Trinity? I said, which version? When I was, before I even got to Bible college, Brother Jerry, there was eight or nine different versions of the Trinity. What does that tell you? Eight or nine different versions, Brother Ruck. And so for me not to question that, that's not cultish. But for somebody says, don't go there, don't talk about that, settled. If you don't believe it, you're a cult. That is a cult. That's what that is. Amen. We have freedom. We have liberty to look into it again. Hallelujah. And that's what John was talking about. He said, you don't need somebody, amen, some man to teach you. Amen. But the Bible said in Romans, Paul's writing, he said that you can understand. So they're going against God's scripture. 
by saying you can't understand it. No, no, no. Paul said you can. You can understand the, the, the eternal Godhead. And so these people that prayed through to the Holy Ghost in the brush arbors beside of the road, amen, the cross the tracks people, so to speak, God gave them great revelations. That's how it came, not out of a book and not from some smart teacher and preacher. Can I get an amen? And God will still do that, ladies and gentlemen, if we'll pray through, amen, and get some fresh oil. Hallelujah. Go back to the altar again. Pray through again. Hallelujah. Let God touch you. Let God teach you. Amen. Listen, here's, 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 here's what this means. It, it say it again. Forgive, forgive, pardon, and spare. That means to me that my judgmental spirit, Brother Jerry, has to go. That means that I'm right and you're wrong. Even with this doctrine, I'm crossing up probably right now some, some theories in doctrine. I understand that. Amen. I have to preach it. I'm commanded to preach it. That's my calling. Preach the truth and nothing but the truth. More than the truth is an untruth and little less than truth is an untruth. So I have to do it, but I have to do it with the right spirit. That's what the fresh oil does. Hallelujah. Can I get an Amen. Hallelujah. So it means forgive, it means pardon, and it means spare. What that means is somebody don't come across Sister Debbie and believe just like me, I have to forgive them, I have to pardon them, and I have to spare them. <coughs> Brother Jason, we talked about it earlier. I believe God's going to grow a church here. God's going to start something here. It's going to blow our mind. I've not been able to really do much. We've had people, we've had hundreds of people come through here, get baptized, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and uh, Brother Harv, I will claim the, the problem with that. It, it, if we start blaming people, then we never can get down to the real root of the matter and get it fixed. But if I just say, you know what, it's my fault. I could have done that better, could have said it different. All right? Hallelujah. But, but, but I believe God, but here's what God's going to do. He's going to send a lot of folks, church, Christian Revival Center, get ready for us right here. All right, get ready. All right, get ready because God's going to send folks in here and some of them are going to be tares. Jesus gave us a word, Sister Kim, about what to do with the tares. You know what he said? Leave them alone. I wonder how many organizations, uh, amen, Brother Britt, not just us, we know about us, but I'm wondering how many churches, all denominations, have just really worked hard to get the tares out. You ever have anybody just, you know, don't, point, don't look around, all right? Everybody just like, you just, I mean, you just, when you see them, like, oh, my God, what, yeah. What are they doing? Anybody? Yeah, I, I can see it right now. I can, I can smell it. It's all over us. Amen. You know what you do? You forgive them. You pardon them. You spare them. And how you do that? You love them. I, that's a tall order, folks. I'm preaching to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so why did God spare us? He did so far. I mean, why did he pardon us? The first scripture comes to my mind is John 3, 16. For God so loved... Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should not, amen, that whosoever believeth on him shall not, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus did it. God did it. Amen. 
Listen, let me stop right here. I, I know that I can just, it's so many different directions. There's, there's streets and avenues going ever, everywhere here. But I'm going to ask the question. Could unforgiveness be the unpardonable sin? Don't raise your hand. Anybody had any, anybody done you wrong lately? Anybody treated you bad? Maybe it's not just lately. Maybe it's a while back. You had not forgot it yet. <laughs> sure. I, 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 can, I can envision a whole bunch of people. I mean, they didn't say that right to me. They were rude to me. We, we all have that. Amen. Listen, the teaching of Jesus is crystal clear. One cannot, boy, we got to get this, folks. One cannot be forgiven if he does not forgive. I don't know about you, but that just kind of put me in a rock and a hard spot. I, 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 you know, I just don't just want to do it, but I need to do it. I have to do this. Jesus said it really, really, really clear. Amen. One more time here. Amen. The anointing means to forgive, to pardon, not just set aside and be holy. It does mean, you know, amen. But, but to spare. Oh, God, spare them. Spare them, God. Don't let them be lost. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, let me tell you, let me get right down to the root of the matter. Forgiveness, amen, and all the rest of the good stuff is a product of love. When you get all the definitions and all the titles of Jesus Christ and all that, it comes right down to one thing. God is love. That's who he is. That's what he is. The very essence of God is love. He loves us. He puts up with us. He tolerates us. He still reaches out for us. You know, once in a while, I said it on my live stream, Tuesday or Friday, I can't remember. Once in a while, too often, that I meet people or I hear of people that feel like they've sinned too much. They've gone too far. When you invite them to church, Brother Thompson, they feel like they've gone too far. And they're unforgiven. No, you're not. Amen. You are reachable. Amen. God will go to the pits of hell. Amen. To find you and get a hold of you and touch you. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the desire and the will of God. And so here's the deal with this, though. God called us to be witnesses. That's what all the separation is about. That's what all the doing good is about. That's what all the standards are about. We have to be a, we, we have to be a good witness to a lost world. Amen. We have to put our best foot forward here. Amen. It's not to be holier than thou and better than anybody else. We're certainly not. Amen. But when somebody starts looking for something or a way out of the mess that they're in, then they're going to find somebody that kind of has it together. You got to look right. Like they used to say, you have to walk right and spit white. That was back in the days when people used to dip snuff and chew tobacco. And that was their way of saying, you need to quit all of that. All right. Walk right and spit white. Hallelujah. Because the world, they may do all that themselves, but they're going to judge you in a different way than they judge themselves. Oh, I thought he was a Christian. That's where we are, folks. God's not willing that any should perish, and we ought to be the exact same way God is. I don't want them to be lost. I'm going to pray extra prayers for them. I'm going to add a fast day in. I'm going to crucify this flesh. 
I'm going to humble myself. Amen. But, but listen, could this have anything to do? Could this be some kind of a reference to Acts 2.46, this fresh oil we're talking about here? I like to tie it together. I don't want to take just one scripture here and just say, well, he just took one scripture. No, no, no. Acts 2.46. Amen. This is right after the church was born here. Continuing, everybody say with me, daily with one accord. They figured out some way to get together. I'm sure they had some disagreeable people there. I'm sure there's some folks that wouldn't show up for church, just decided for whatever, any reason, amen, we're not going today, we're going to lay in, amen, continuing daily with one accord. Not weekly, not monthly, daily. Acts 17 and 11, could, God, could this have something to do, this fresh oil and this new stuff coming in? Amen, search the scriptures daily. Brother Jason, good deal. Get up early, hour before, pray, read the Bible. Amen. Good habit. Amen. Acts 17, no, no, 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. Paul said, I die daily. Imagine with me. Can I come out from behind you? Y'all still got me on camera here. Can I do this? Once in a while, we lay somebody out right here. They give up the ghost. They're gone. We have a memorial service, Sister Donna. Amen. And just in case, I don't know if people do this. They probably have. And you know, and, and you gather around the casket, and you, you, you talk about how natural they look and why he looks good. You know, they fixed him up real nice here. You know, he's about to head out and or has headed out, but here he is. It's just a shell. And you're supposed to say nice stuff about people. And most of the time people do. But what if somebody got to talking? Well, he wasn't much. What if, what if, I know I'm being hypothetical here, but I'm just trying to get us to think. What, what if we said, man, he wasn't worth to, the bullet it would take to kill him. He wasn't worth a plug nickel. He was hateful. He was mean. Now, can you imagine the guy in the casket now? You would imagine him overhearing that and getting up and saying, listen, let me tell you all something. Let me give you a piece of my mind. You need to get the straight of this. You need to hear my side of the story. We can imagine that. Okay, just threw that in your brain. But guess what? It ain't going to happen. You know why? Because he's dead. And in a spiritual sense, Brother Chuck, when we die, like Paul said, I die daily. That means to do what you don't want to do <laughs> and don't do what you want to do. You have to die out. Paul called it the old man. He called it the Adamic, Adam's nature, Adam that sinned. It's in our DNA. We inherited all of that. We want to talk back. My dad was so good at that. We had a bunch of us kids. It was eight of us all together plus an orphan. And so you talk about some fusses. And I knew how to fight early on. I'm the smallest one. I learned how to fight early. I didn't, I didn't learn all the, you know, MMA stuff, but I knew how to, I guess you could call it a street fight. It was a country boy style, but I knew where to hit where it hurt. And so you just learn that to hit back. So you just do, but my dad, it would be a fuss, and my dad said, no, no, no. I put that, listen, he, he hit me first. You know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know why? That wasn't very important. It was important to me. But it wasn't important to the peace of everybody else around there. No, just be quiet. And, and when he said that, we, you know, we didn't wait till the second time. We just did it right then because you paid for that. 
Amen. Watch this, Hebrews 3.13, exhort one another daily. Matthew 6.11, give us this day our daily bread. Somebody listening to me? You think you're going to make it off of one Sunday a week? Let me tell you what you might do. Let me, let me, let me be hypothetical again. Just fill your car up with gasoline now. You may have to take a loan out now, but to do that, just fill your, but, but then go to work every day, do whatever you do every day, and just don't worry about it. You know, I, and somebody says, well, I did that like last month. I just filled it up, and you're stuck on the side of the road somewhere. You're going to run out of gasoline. And to, to avoid that, you watch that little needle, and it gets start getting toward the E. Will you pull in and, you know, bite the bullet and fill up again? But spiritually speaking, we like, I went to church. Well, whoopee-doo, you think that's going to take care of everything? Okay, I'll tell you this. Hey, Thanksgiving coming. We're going to eat too much. I'm praying, God, just forgive me in advance. Please help me, God. But we'll do it. We Probably almost all of us, maybe one or two, maybe more disciplined than me, and not do it. But most of us will. But how about let's just not eat until Thanksgiving? How about after we eat Thanksgiving, we stuff ourselves and we're miserable and we wonder why we did. I should have just held off on that last piece of pie. But let me tell you, in a few hours, you'll be hungry again. Your body will be crying out. Your human body will be crying out. I'm preaching and teaching at the same time, folks. Amen. And so you just, you got to eat at some point. But spiritually, we starve ourselves to death. What do you mean? I'm meaning that we don't get any fresh oil fresh anointing. No wonder we don't know which end is up when it comes to spiritual things. God gets to talking to us and we don't know if it's God or the devil. We need fresh oil. Mark 14 and 49 was daily with you in the temple. There's the church again. Hallelujah. It's quiet, but we're ready to run the aisles maybe. I don't know. Amen. I, but but here, here's what I have to, here's my faith part. I believe that we are in the vestibule, Brother Brown. We are in the vestibule, hallelujah, the foyer or whatever you want to call it, of some greater move of God. Hallelujah. It's, we're on the threshold of it. We're close. And it's not talent. It's not ability. Amen. It's just people who keep showing up, not just on Sunday, but in the midweek. But pastor, I don't know if you think this, maybe I'm getting older and I'm realizing what a struggle it is sometimes for me just to get over to the church. I can't hardly breathe. My chest is hurting if I walk too much or too fast. But I'm over here and I look out and I see people just every Thursday night, Brother Young, every Thursday night, and you're one of them, amen, just keep showing up. We're praying. A few people, the lights are down. It's not a popular service. It's not a spotlight on some talent. Listen, the church of today, has to be entertained he wasn't really you know that good he didn't tell any funny stories or you know we, we learn these kind of things amen but we see people showing up knowing nobody's going to entertain them just keep dragging in here I know they had to work on Thursday I know they got to get up and go to work on I understand that but that's the church folks that's where you get the fresh oil. That's where you get dug in. Amen. And the devil can send as big a storm as he wants to. Amen. You're not going anywhere. Amen. Because you've got some fresh oil that's coming in here. I felt a little trickle of the Holy Ghost. I felt the power of God. Amen. It was just kind of easy. And I prayer lately. Nobody's been running the aisles. 
Nobody's shouting to the top. Amen. But it's just something different. I've always said I'm not going to try to orchestrate. Amen. And, and, and set this thing up where people will be moved by emotions and all. I, I've, I've never been one to do that. But, but when it does happen, it's a God thing. Hallelujah. We're just going to keep preaching the truth. We're going to keep marching in here. We'll water this carpet with our tears. Amen. And watch God in his own good time touch us, heal us, deliver us, bless us. Amen. And bring folks in here that's hungry for truth. Amen. Amen. I, I think the world is hungry. It's not in the bottle. It's not in drugs. I have people here right now all over this room that could tell you that. I told Sister Donna tonight, I, uh, this morning, I was said, I'm going to turn that baptismal light on just so people won't forget that we have a baptismal tank. Hallelujah. And the Bible still says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. You, you can't get straighter language. They asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? And that was the answer, the straight answer. Be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sins, and you shall re receive the gift of the Holy We're not even promised the Holy Ghost until we've been baptized. Praise God. Now, i got to move on. I, am I going too long, Pastor? I'm okay? Right, Y'all okay? All right. I, I think i got something good I want to tell you here. Amen. In Psalms 51, we find David's prayer of repentance. Now remember, he, he's the one that read and proclaimed, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. This was his repentance after his affair with Bathsheba. And he says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. He went pretty low. He went pretty far out of line. Pretty bad. He said, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly with mine iniquity, from mine iniquity, and clean, cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge my transgressions. Listen, he didn't say, he didn't try to justify what he did. It doesn't matter how great or how small your sin. You start trying to justify it, just forget it. You're probably not going to get a prayer through to God. Amen. I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Listen, it is very important for us here, right at this point right now, to notice the disposition or the spirit in which David approached God. Personally, I do not believe that David did this with dry eyes. Y'all know tears are a language. I'm not trying to add anything, but a prayer that serious, I just don't think it was, he was really straight-faced. And You know, I'm just going to tell God what I think about it. Listen, there's something special about tears. It gets our attention. It touches our emotions. Church, Christian Revival Center, you need to hear me today. If I've not been anointed before, I am right now. But Brother Britt, if you won't get too far, if you, in fact, why don't you just come on and, and, and help me out just a little bit here, and I'm going to start trying to close. I'm not going to promise you anything, but I'm going to start trying to close with this tears thing, all right? Don't want to get in trouble with you, all right? I already got a, I've already made a name for myself uh, in that area, so we'll just leave that right there. Amen. But the Bible tells us to weep with those that weep. Did it not say that? You know, I, I don't want to bring up a bad subject, Brother Rich, Sister Sonia, but Benjamin had been missing for months. We all kind of suspected it wasn't good. 
But when Brother Rich called me that day and said they found him, I, it, 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 I couldn't totally understand. I had to ask him to stop. He was, he was weeping and crying so hard that I couldn't quite. I was getting parts of it. And I said, I'll be there in a few minutes. I jumped in my car and I drove to Westminster to Brother Rich and Sister Sonia's house. And it was weeping time. Probably the things I could have probably said. Amen. But what I did, I hit it every once in a while, y'all. I think I do the right thing every once in a while. I just sat down beside Brother Rich and I wept with him. I just wept. And I said, Brother Rich, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being where you are. You know, we like to say, I've been there and done that. We like to stay ahead of everybody. We like to be the big boss, the authority on just about every subject. Oh, yeah, I know all about that. But once in a while, we get to the place where I've never been there. And I don't know how you're going to handle this. I don't know how to, I don't know what to tell you. But I'll just sit down and I'll just weep with you. I think that's what the scripture was talking about. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. Jeremiah at 9 and 11, he said, Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes. This is not popular. This is not popular in our day. The popular thing, Sister Debbie, is to have it all together. Got this. Or at least I'm in so I'm in such a, uh, a spiritual state with God, and I'm such a special person with God. Me and him together, we got it. So we don't have to worry about it. We just smile. In fact, I've been to places where it looked like it's a, a toothpaste commercial. And that's good. I'm not preaching against happiness. There's a Bible. There's a message on joy and peace and happiness. I understand that. But there's also messages throughout the scripture where people wept. He said, oh, that my head was waters and mine eyes were fat, was a, a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. One translation used the word wounded people. Not slain, but just wounded people. Folks, I'm going to tell you, there's people out there in trouble. They're battling. They're struggling. They don't know which way to turn. I don't have the magic answer, the magic potion for them. I think I do. Amen. Listen. But we need to just get this weeping message down. I'm not going to stay on this long, and you can handle this any way you want. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to orchestrate how you respond to what I preach here. Hallelujah. But children, children cry at the least little thing. You know why? Because they're tender. I remember when I was still, I was still, I could understand, I could talk before school. And I remember people hurting my feelings. They hurt my feelings by my daddy telling me that I wasn't a baby anymore. I had a little sister now. That hurt my feelings. And I remember hearing a conversation and my mom, Sister Kim, would say, well, Charlie just has a real tender heart. I never forgot that. She was in my corners, <laughs> Sister Carol. Charlie's got a tender heart. You know why? It wasn't because I was special. It's just I was a kid. Kids get their feelings hurt. Moms understand that better than dads do. Dads just remember that. Jesus said, except you become as a little child, our little children. Remember when the kids wanted to come see him and the people said, hey, no, no, we got big. No, no, he said, no, let, allow those little kids to come. And he said, except you become as little children, ye shall not. Listen to this part now. It gets stronger. 
ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's as strong as baptism that we harp on. What if we get baptized in Jesus' name, just like Acts 2.38 said, the man with the key? Well, we have all that to beat people over the head with it. And we don't weep. We don't become as little children. Hallelujah. It, it's quiet. It's all right. One of the most godly things that I can think of is when an adult turns child. Let me stop right here for a moment. I've been blasted from preachers. I always qualify that. I'm careful. Amen. Not to go against God's anointing, Brother Young. I can't do that. But you do see it. I talked about it lately. A man just blasting people. But he did it with arrogance. Did it with like a half grin on his face. I'm beating you up. I'm smarter than you. I know the Bible more than you do. I'm more spiritual than you. And y'all, in fact, I even heard him say one time, I don't listen to him. I don't listen to it. All of you's going to hell. But I didn't see any tears. I didn't see any weeping. I don't know how to say this, but I'm not disrespecting anybody, but let me just tell you something. I wouldn't give a plug nickel for a preacher who is an orator who could speak great swelling words and stir us up with that and move us if he don't weep. Is that too strong for us? Is that too hard for us? There's got to be a time. There's got to be something, and I'm trying to close, that gets a hold of us so much that we, we don't have words. So we just weep. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know how to get through this. I don't know what to tell you. But I'll just weep with you. Amen. Praise God. Tears. Let's stand together. Praise God. If you'll do that, we will close. Those silent love notes that come straight from the heart. A drug addict knows it and recognizes it. Like they say, it's a language. A drunk, they can get sober enough to just look you straight just for a little while. They pick up on the language. Amen. You see those that language trickling down a person's face? They speak with greater volume than all the world's great speeches and speakers. Tears sends a loud and clear message for all to see. And here's what it says. I feel. I care. I, I, I understand a little bit about it. The tears of Jesus is something for us to, to look at here and pay attention to. Three times, three times in the Bible, in his ministry, we find, we find Jesus weeping. Hallelujah. He wept at the death of his friend, Lazarus. Jesus wept because of the, 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 you know, the lostness of, of his beloved city of Jerusalem. Remember, he looked over, he said, how often have I gathered you together like a hen gathered the brew and you would none of my reproof. And then in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus wept for the whole world that his hands had made. Wept for the world. The Bible said he, he wept and he sweat as it were great drops of blood. Hallelujah. His tears were speaking. I feel, I understand, and I care. Listen, here's what compassion, and I think some of us need that. I'm preaching to myself. 
Compassion needs no words. Needs no elaborate explanations. No code, no creeds. But a listening ear and a hearing heart. A few minutes and a few tears just might meet the need. Because folks understand that. Hallelujah. They might not understand Bible language and how things that we say, like people has to pray through. And, you know, we use the these and the thous of the King James. But tears, they understand. And I just feel like there's a revival that's about to break loose. Amen. There will be a, there will be a wave of fresh anointing that will come to us when we get to the place where we say, you know what? I'm going to pray to the point where I can weep for this country. Amen. I get angry with politicians that believe different from me. I get angry with the way the direction the world is going. But see, all that's been prophesied about. I get angry at people and upset with people who get offended about the least little thing. The woke crowd, I'm, I'm, you know, they need to go back to sleep as far as I'm concerned. Because it's all craziness as far as I'm concerned. You can't use, you know, the proper terms man and woman anymore because there's so many different, you know, versions of, of, of people's sexes nowadays. You just have to be real careful. Amen. Just count me out. Amen. If I'm not woke, just leave me alone. Last time I checked, God made Adam and Eve. Created them in the garden. But, but, but what I have to do is understand that people that are preaching and screaming and yelling this stuff, I have to learn how to weep. And the only, weep for those people. The only thing that's going to do that is the Holy Ghost. Amen. That fresh anointing. Hallelujah. I could go several different directions. I'm stopping right now. Amen. I'm going to open the altar right now. Amen. And we can just bring our needs. Maybe the needs just us. I just need a Holy Ghost breakthrough. Hallelujah. I need to pray till I talk in tongues. I need to pray until I weep. I need to pray till I can just flow in the Spirit. Get rebaptized in the sweet presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Learn how to weep instead of getting aggravated and frustrated at people and things and situations. Amen. Amen. If you're just a guest, you're just visiting, you're welcome to come with us too. We're just going to do this together. We'll just pray one with another and for, amen, for all of our needs. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, just believe God. Just believe God. Hallelujah. Amen. I looked up the word tears. Amen. One writer here, he gives the definition of tears. And then he says, there's three types of tears. Three types. I just thought a tear was a tear. I like this one. He said there's basal tears. These are your basic tears, the tears that your eyes roll around in them all day. They're just there. That's why you can look to the right, look to the left, up and down called basal tears and then you have irritant tears and these are your eye wash tears you get some foreign object in your eye you get an object or you get a 
grain of something or trash or something in your ear, then you, those are tears. They wash your eyes. But then you have the psychic or emotional tears. These tears gush in response to strong emotions like sadness, grief, joy, or even anger. Hallelujah. We have to put ourselves in the place of people that are lost. We talk about hell. Jesus talked a lot about it. But do we really believe that people are going there and we have the key to change their direction and move them away from that place? You know, I don't want to talk about it and be negative to us. But if hell is really what the Bible says it is and we really believe that's a place, I I, got to be a little, be honest with you, I got to be a little bit more serious about people that are going there. Amen. I've got to do something. I have to do more. Hallelujah. Anybody with me here? Think we might could do more? (laughs) Hallelujah. They, They go in there. Amen. Unless the man is born again. Of, he didn't say unless the man accepts Christ. He didn't say unless the man just believe God exists and sits at the right hand of the throne of God. He didn't say that. Unless the man is born again of water and of spirit. We have the doctrine, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. How are we going to do this? I don't know. But I can weep about it. I can get serious enough about my lost loved ones. I can shed a tear, Brother Harv. Oh, God. Don't let them be lost. It's a horrible place, ugly place. Amen. All in the scripture, all in there. Tells us about it. It's not like it's secret. Hallelujah. How can I help God? Let me be anointed with fresh oil. Let me be the right person, pastor, in the right place at the right time. I don't know how to do that, but God does. Hallelujah. And wake up, Brother Brown, in the morning and say, God, I know you have a plan. This is what this guy does. You have a plan for me today. Now, God, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. Who is it that I, it's okay. This is not being super spiritual. This is not being way out, too far out. It's just being biblical. Put some of that fresh oil on me today, God. Amen. When I make this phone call, when I send this text message, God, just let the anointing, let me be, I'm just moving with my brain, it's just, but God, just let this be the power of the Holy Ghost, moving through this little message. God can do that for you. Hallelujah, and it happens pretty often. I just didn't know what to do until I got that phone call, Brother Thompson. I didn't know what to do. You rescued me. You saved me. Let's put ourselves. my message to you today is this. Let's put ourselves in the position. Stop allowing the enemy to tell us and convince us of how weak we are and no good we are. Amen. Listen, let's agree with him. I agree with you quickly. Amen. Adversary. I look, I, yo, you're right. Guess what? But with the power and the anointing of God, God, God will take this old body that's a whole lot different from what it ought to be. Not quite good enough. A long way for that matter. Amen. And put his power and put his anointing upon it. Hallelujah. 
and we can walk in the glory and the power of the Lord. Anybody, anybody believe? Anybody ready to, to claim that right now for yourself? Yes, I'm a human being. Yes, I fail. Hallelujah. And do like David. Proclaim it just like David. Amen. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name. I claim it right now. I release the power. Amen. Not only for myself, but I release it upon you, wonderful, glorious, faithful, loyal people. Amen. That has put the foot down. Amen. In the temple of God. Amen. To be used of God. To be a conduit in the hands of God. To allow the Spirit to flow through us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We claim souls that we've never met. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We claim the Holy Ghost outpouring. We claim baptismals in the name of Jesus that we don't have to teach in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody claim it right now. Come on, get a hold of it. It is for you. This message is for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I claim it, Lord, for myself. I claim it for this church. I claim it for every leader in this church. I claim it for every Sunday school teacher, every platform musician and singer. Hallelujah. I claim it for every elder in their families right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The fresh anointing. Amen. Things that we cannot do. Amen. But with your power. All things are possible to them that believe in the name of Jesus. Let's lift our hands. Let's give praise to the Lord. Let's give thanksgiving to him. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise Jesus. Let me tell you this in closing. Let me tell you this. Amen. On that spirit of God will teach you and you don't need somebody to teach you this message makes sense our one God Jesus name apostolic Jesus name it makes sense because it's it's Bible here's a story I, you know in my stupidity and my uh, time when I was young and ignorant I, I probably could have won the lady amen what a sweet sweet Methodist lady amen right over here in fact pastor Sister Melissa on the same road, I think, that y'all lived on. I used to drive many years ago. We didn't have a church. I came here and started teaching Bible studies. Met this lady. She was a nurse, professional lady. And I remember teaching her. And in the Bible study, it starts talking about, Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Goes on into the New Testament. And she, her eyes got wide. We did, we did the shallow version. We don't get deep in that. God is a spirit. No man has seen God at any time. He's a spirit. Only way God the Father, when, it, when the Bible talks about God the Father, you're talking about somebody that no, nobody can see. He's a spirit. No man can see. He came in angels, came in flames of fire, came in clouds, amen, until Jesus came, the only begotten of the Father, and we, again, we say Father, of the Spirit. He didn't become God number two when Jesus came on the scene. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. You see the Father, if you could see Him, you see me. And I taught those simple little lessons to her, and she said, you know, Pastor, 
She said, I've been teaching Sunday school for many, many years in the Methodist church. Good people. Methodists are good people. Sweet people. Not taking any away, anything away from them. But she said, I've been believing in one God all of my life. But she said, I've never heard anybody bring the scripture out like you just did. What I'm telling you, folks, the Spirit will lead and guide you in, not a preacher. The preacher can confirm it. The teacher can give you scriptures to back it up. But the Spirit will give you revelations of you don't have to pray to one for a while and pray to another. And you don't know if you upset that one because you hadn't prayed to this one enough. That's a ridiculous doctrine, folks. But it's been swallowed up by the Christian world to the point where if you don't believe that, then you're a cult. It's hogwash. It's false doctrine. But you come across people, and she's not the only one. She said, you know, I've been knowing there's one God. Why? Because the Bible said it was. That ought to be enough for us. But the Spirit's talking to people all the time. Amen. And they will lead them right to you. They'll lead them right to here. Hallelujah. It's like the people, Pastor, we talk about it every once in a while. We've known of this. Walk in the door, and I worship. Brother Jerry, the testimony was like, I've been looking for this place all of my life. What do you mean? Something happened, Brother Jason. It quickened them. Like, I didn't know really how to describe it, but when they got here, they felt it. And they felt your spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. They felt the anointing, which is fresh anointing. And so they liked it, and they stayed. Praise God. Amen. So let's, let's wait on that. Let's expect that. Let's believe God for that. Amen. And watch God do the work. And when he does, guess what? We have no problem giving him all the credit and all the honor because that's where all the good things come from. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your response. Pray nothing impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah. I, I love this one God message. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love this. It will deliver you. It will set you free. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Love you. Amen. Appreciate every single one of you. Amen. Let's hold on. Let's stick together. Amen. In the spirit of agreement. And let's watch and see what God will do. Praise God. Get ready. Fasten your seatbelt. Put your crash helmet on. Praise God. Here we go. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.